just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds. Hey, sports fans, welcome to Sports Nerds. Here are your hosts, Dr. Samuel J. and Dr. Brian Schrader. We've got a lot to talk about. We've not discussed sports together. I mean, obviously we have, but not for the audience that, that needs us most for uh, three months. Yeah. So how's your beer consumption these days? <laughs> uh, you know, like early, early pandemic, the, the idea of the old two o'clock beer on a Wednesday was, was pretty good. But I think I'm, I'm sort of back to, normal or maybe even below normal nice work look at you like then there's no like let's go grab a beer after work beers going on and there's far less let's go out to dinner or meet up with friends beers so you know you're kind of stuck with at this point it's like i just mowed the grass and it's hot beers (laughs) that's so true uh it's uh two o'clock in the afternoon and i'm sad beers Yeah. yeah 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 no that that was the early the early part of it for me definitely was like Who's going to stop me if I have a beer at 11.30 a.m. On a, on a Tuesday? Yeah. it's. And then man, I found out I had to wake up with my kids the next day, so it's not a great idea. What are, I haven't asked you this, but like in terms of – I know this is our sports nerd podcast. This is not the craft beer podcast, but are, are there any restaurants shutting down out there, craft breweries, bars? What's going on in Michigan? You know, I actually – I played golf last week, and I went over to the – I think one of the one of the there's, – there's only a handful of breweries that are really – close it's not it's not like denver you know kind of in the sticks right so they're they're spread out a little bit more geographically one of them that's near me i don't like so if they shut down i don't care the other one i golfed last week and i went to afterwards um and ate on their patio and had some beer and it was it was nice to be back and tend to know that they're that they're still open um i wish i had a better answer i'm not sure if like the landscape has shifted too much out here again it's not even in even in Detroit and in Grand Rapids, I don't think you have quite the the concentration of breweries like you do in Denver. Um, so I don't, you know, I don't I don't think they're they're struggling as much as Denver breweries look like they were at the at the beginning part of of this stuff. So I don't, I mean, is is stuff changed out there? Is it all pretty good? Uh, for the most part, things have stayed open. Um, but you know, talking to Shikes yesterday, I think it's things are going to get worse. And I appreciate the honesty that he kind of told Jay and I brought to Jay and I, because we go talk to brewers and they're all, Hey, everything's going to be okay, but it's not, it's not at all. Shit's going to get really bad in the next three months because it's, and it's, it's not just because we're, you know, opening back up and closing back down, but because they're going to run out of money. There's just not any. Yeah. When we did that crossover episode, uh, unfiltered slash sports nerds with Eno Saris. um, I think we, we kind of talked about how, for a lot of small businesses in general, but breweries in particular, you know, they're not making piles and piles and piles of money, right? They're, they're sort of, they're surviving on what they make. There, there's some pretty thin, thin margins. I don't think that, you know, most of the owners of breweries in Denver are just, you know, going home and laughing at all the money they're making. I think they're, it's a labor of love. It's, 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 you know, passion projects. It's, they, they make enough money to sort of, pay their employees and that sort of stuff. But none of them were really set up to survive being shut down for an extended period of time or to have to, you know, fundamentally rethink their business model. Um, so, I mean, it's a shame, right? Because the craft beer market and, and I think it applies to, you know, sort of one-off non-chain, non-kind of corporate 
consumer stuff outside of the beer industry as well had been kind of clawing back against big box stores and big big box beer and big chain beer and uh, again even beyond the beer market and what you're going to see is that those same institutions that they were clawing back against are designed to weather storms like this much better right i mean Coors probably sold more beer uh, (laughs) during the pandemic and didn't have to worry about laying off their their two or three bartenders or whatever it was so i don't know um yeah for those of you who don't drink beer like brandon and i do um craft breweries a lot of times out here and i think across the country right for those of our friends in michigan and iowa they operate like the local tap in the sense that they try to minimize their overhead um they kind of work and own day to day and that's basically it and uh this is not good for the tap room only model this is not good in the same way it's not good for the local tap it's not good for uh the the you know just the tap room model and so we can stop talking about craft beer because i know a lot of people <laughs> don't care but yeah i are, think we're are you eyeballing this game out of, the, out of the corner of your eye uh i haven't even, i don't even have it streaming at the moment oh like i'm watching corner kick by chelsea deflected to a big bicycle kick he didn't score on it but it was pretty sweet um you don't see the bicycle kick that often. Uh, may or may not have a little parlay going with, uh, uh, let's see, Chelsea and Arsenal. So, fingers crossed. Here we go. First leg is, is you can check the box. Now we're trying to get the second Four minutes leg. and 52 seconds in. Chelsea's going to beat that ass. So, Brian Schrader. <laughs> may not be the whole story, but. The smartest friend that I have. Um, over the last three months, how's your relationship to sports? Um, I don't know that man. That's a, that's a tough question, dude. Well, I mean, I say, I sent you what I was going to, we were going to talk about <laughs> literally. Was that, was that a pre, was that a preloaded one? I mean, I yeah, I want to know. Like it must've just glossed. I must've just glossed over that. Oh, that's exactly what it says. Yeah. Let's, let's recap prior to our, it was, the, it was like, how does our, um, you know, relationship to sports. I, I guess I wasn't thinking about it in terms of mine in particular. Yeah. Is it, did you mean me or what is our? No, yours. Yours. Because, because look, I think let's, let's recap. Uh, before we did the Eno interview, I think last month, uh, the month before that, you and I did one kind of two weeks into COVID and we talked about how, oh, it's pretty clear that sports aren't as important as we kind of yeah. assumed yeah. they were. And so where do you stand now? Boy, I, I mean, I don't want to get into a hot take like four minutes into this, but I, I'll tell anybody who wants to talk to me about sports, which is a lot of the people that's their go-to when they talk to me, I, I tell them like, I, I don't think a lot of this stuff's going to happen. I don't want, you know, we're going to talk about basketball a little bit. I just think the, the PGA, they're, they're struggling to, with, with get, getting people to, to pass the, the COVID tests. And there's, I think legitimate concern that a tournament could become a hotbed where a bunch of people end up getting, getting sick. I don't know. I just think baseball got started so late. Um, where they're supposed to start at the end of July, you get one team that has five or six people that have COVID. And I think the season's over. I don't know what you do, right? You can't continue one team down. We're going to talk about basketball, but you know, you've already got big important players saying that they're not going to, show up to Florida for whatever this season is. When we talked about it two months ago, the, the way I kept framing my fear was was that it was about buy-in, right? That kind of given the importance and gravity of, of the public health crisis that we're facing, I think there was a, a sort of general realization that sports, well, it's nice to have if important shit's not having, it's not something that we are willing to, to necessarily 
demand um, if, 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 it, if it trades off with something else, if it trades off, if, if it becomes risky in, in some sort of way. So I don't know. I think there's, there's sort of general optimism two or three weeks ago that we, we were starting to get golf back, that baseball looked like it came to a, a deal a week and a half ago or whatever it was. You know, we had kind of deals in place for hockey and for, and for basketball. And I'm just now that, now that everything seems to be trending back upwards, I'm, I'm afraid that we're, we're back to where we were a month and a half ago when it was a, a total unknown and that it's going to be a bit of a, of a, uh, a honey dick situation where we, we think we, th- you know, we think we were going to get these things and they're not going to end up happening. And I don't know, Here, this is like a really micro example, but this is this, I was reading a lot about this this morning. It was kind of pissing me off. Um, the governor in Michigan where I'm, where I am is sort of encouraging um, the, the, the high school sports organizations out here to think about, moving team sports to the spring and individual sports to the fall, the thinking being that some sorts of sports are safer for others. And that makes sense, right? Like running cross country is probably less risky. You're outside. You're not really touching anybody else than wrestling is or something like that. Right. And so she sort of came out with this um, suggestion. She's not mandating, mandating it or anything that, you know, maybe, maybe let's play, let's, so we don't have to cancel the football season halfway through, which is probably a more risky sport. You're touching each other. There's lots and lots of people, um, uh, you know, it's outside, but still pretty close contact. You're, you're, you're in each other's faces, you're touching each other, et cetera. Um, and the reaction was just overwhelmingly negative. It was yeah. so many people that were like, this is insane. How can you possibly do that? And I'm just like, you know, chill the fuck out. I don't know. So there's a, hey, I don't know. Cause I'm just rambling about shit. So. No, did you, I don't know if you saw, I keep talking about Eno, right? But Eno's been on the pod. He's a good dude. We like him a lot. He's a smart, smart guy. But he was tweeting yesterday about these cases in the NBA, but also the MLB. Like, if you are a premier athlete and you get COVID, yeah, you know, there's a chance you'll be fine. Sure. But even if it's like a 15, 20% chance and you're like fucked up for two weeks, why would you take that chance? Like you really cannot take that chance whatsoever. It could not just ruin your season, but you know, if you're playing and trying to play, you know, injured technically that could ruin your career. So, I mean, in the same yeah. way that we don't expect people in the in regular season to play with the flu, I know this is not the flu. It's a different animal, but we're not going to expect them to, you know, to play and cope, play with, you know, COVID-19 and also not put themselves in the, yeah, at risk. Yeah. So, I mean, well, and, and, and you see Ian Desmond is not yeah. going to play. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, and Ian Desmond's was sort of like, it's a personal decision to not play. But I mean, he, he also, in a statement, didn't he allude to sort of other kind of broader cultural and political questions that, mm-hmm. that are, that are happening right now? Yeah. Like, it's funny, we sort of, we sort of started this, do you need sports to kind of get us through a lockdown to people seem to be suggesting, you know, this is the Kyrie Irving line for sure about not playing basketball that we've got, you know, big important conversations about race going on. It's not a good time to re-inject something that is, you know, uh, what they say about religion, it's the opiate of the masses that sports sometimes fills that role too, right? Mm-hmm. That we can... Interesting, interesting kind of intersection between sports and politics that for years and years, we've had conversations about whether or not sports should be politicized or not. The conversation now sort of is, do we want to re-inject sports or, or is there a chance that that sort of waters down otherwise meaningful conversations, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if Ian Desmond goes that far. Kyrie Irving, I think, says that, right? That we should focus on kind of meaningful conversations and dialogue and, and, and working towards uh, rooting out sort of systemic bias in in society and in sports and that going back and playing a mini tournament in the 
wide world of sports center in Orlando is not the way to do that. And I also don't think um, we'll do it necessarily as tactfully as you're seeing in Germany or in a lot of European countries. And I, I mean, I'm not even bringing race in here. I'm just talking about the actual science behind it and the chemistry behind it. When you, you know, you and I are watching Bundesliga and even now watching some of like, you know, South Korean baseball, KBO, they are so diligent about, you know, wearing their masks and not having high fives and all of this. We can't go, we, people get pissed off here about going to a restaurant and having to wear a mask. I understand mm-hmm. that the professional leagues are a little bit different, but what makes you think that fans can go to Coors Field and wear their masks and mind their P's and Q's and practice social distancing and all this? Like, like it's just. I don't think your point, but I don't think there's any there's any world where there's fans at baseball games this year. Well, a lot of the owners seem to think that it's going to happen. So really, yeah. I mean, you know, the Cubs owner wants it to happen. Um, you know, the Rockies was that not filled out in the agreement? I no, no, no. It wasn't whatsoever. None. Wow. No. So I don't know. It's uh, yeah. Yeah. People are, um, this is like you said, this is not the time for sports. I'm going to pause it real quick and yell at my kids. Okay. <laughs> Just do it on the air. The stay at home dadding thing. I should have taken notes from you. God, it's uh, killing it. Let I me tell you. Playing, playing video games. I don't know. No, that's Buy good. Nintendo Switch. That's my suggestion. My yeah. Kid. No, it's tough too, right? Because like, I definitely would like baseball to come back. Yeah, I do know. too. I'm, yeah. Uh, or, or, or honestly, I mean, I probably would watch the weird little basketball tournament. I've watched an insane amount of golf at tournaments that I never would have watched before. Like the, you know, travelers. I'm, I'm, I watched so much of the Travelers, and then this week, you know, it's the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit, and I was like, I can't ever remember being excited about that before, but I'm super excited to watch it. Uh, you know, it just if it's the only show in town, I guess I'm, I'm willing to tune in. But yeah, I don't know. Have you looked at some I mean, of the PGA? The PGA is an interesting example because you know they're they're making everybody take tests. They've had positive tests, I think, at every event so far, and people have had to either uh, pull themselves out uh, or have been told that they that they can't play. What we got today in the last couple of hours is, is players kind of pushing back a player who got a positive test and then got another test later on. that turned out that um, the first test was a false positive and, and he's really upset about this. I, I don't know if you, if you, I read about this today kind of in preparation for the show because I actually did read your notes. I didn't know this was part of the agreement for the testing inside of the PGA. If you test positive and you're forced to miss an event from the PGA, they give you a hundred thousand or you're eligible for a hundred thousand dollar stipend. Wow. Isn't that wild? Holy shit. You have, to, you have to prove that you followed their protocols. Like if you went out to a bar <laughs> two nights before and were, you know, drinking until 2 a.m. And, and, and holding hands with people, then it doesn't count. count. But if you can prove that you were social distancing and you were in masks, they'll give you $100,000. I wonder if there's some of these guys, not to make light of COVID, who are like, man, there's no chance I was going to finish. I wasn't even going to make the cut, maybe. <laughs> Positive test. Well, what if their caddies, okay. their caddies get some? Did you look at the details of it? Uh, I mean, I assume that that um, I mean the caddies are 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 paid by the players, right? Mm-hmm. They are. Yep. They have no. I mean, so I I guess if if you, I would hope a pe- player if you, would cut, if your deal with your caddy is twenty percent or something, I guess they get twenty percent of it. I don't, know. I don't know how it works. You know, you know more about golf. Oh my gosh! Hey, quick pause, real quick. I do have to choose. No, you're cool. Sorry. Other room. Come on. What are you doing? Um. 
I was looking at ratings earlier today, uh, Premier League ratings, but also Bundesliga ratings because Fox carries it. I mean, that's the only game in town. You and I have talked about this ad nauseum for the last month. Um, I've become so- such a soccer fan. Like it's, it's I, I can watch the game and understand it. And like beyond just the, the kind of rules, you can see who's better, you know, if that makes sense. Like you can see yeah. who's yeah, who, who's, who has an approach, who's got an attack, who's, you know, who's going to get screwed at the end of the game because they're trying too hard. I mean, these kinds of things. So uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. I enjoy, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yeah, there's, there's some parody. There's not a ton of blowouts. It's over in, what, hour 45? I mean, yeah. I don't take any time to watch. You could, like I said before, you can text through it or you could read a book if you wanted yeah. to. I mean, I, I, love, I love baseball. I don't mind slower paced games I, I love college football and, and nfl as well i'll kind of i'll kind of watch anything but what i can't stomach is people who are like oh soccer so boring like what does football have i know there's data on this an nfl game has like eight and a half minutes of action mm-hmm. over three yeah. and a half hours or something like that, that i mean yeah. there's so much just if you've ever watched one of those um i don't know if nfl uh, nfl network does it anymore but back in the day you could go watch uh they would pare every game down to just sort of like mm-hmm. they took out all the punting. They took out, you know, uh, the timeouts and the huddling and all that. You could watch a game in like 23 minutes. It was great. It's perfect. I think also, and, and something that I don't think we've mentioned is um, you're watching the best athletes in their sport now with EPL, with La Liga, with Syria, right? Like these are the best leagues in the world. These are the best players in the world. Um, Spanish basketball doesn't necessarily have the best players in the world, right? Chinese basketball does not have the best players in the world. Yeah, it's, it's a competitive game and all that, but with European soccer, like you're getting the best leagues in the entire, you know, or on earth, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah it's, it's, oh, I'm getting a call from Jamaica. Somebody probably trying to sell me a, to Prince trying <laughs> to sell me a bulldog or something like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, here from Forbes. The average amount of actual action in an NFL game has been calculated to be between 11 and 15 minutes. The other three hours or so are covered by replays, advertisements, color commentary, advertisements, huddles for the next play, and then more advertisements. My word. I like football. I'm just saying. You, you don't like soccer? That's cool. But don't be like, oh, it's so boring. I, I don't know, man. I think uh, I, my, my sports tastes have changed a lot. In the last, they, they could go back, right? But I think they do. They have changed. Um, let's let's jump to uh, the next topic, which would be Major League Baseball. Uh, before we get into sports gambling, um, because I'm in the midst of some different bets, uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk oh, about. That's who called you from Jamaica. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Major League Baseball? Uh, I know that you kind of had read up on it and you read some commentary on it. My assessment is they prolonged or they extended and what will be another contract negotiation shit show or labor negotiation shit show next year. Um, yeah. They didn't do anything to the players didn't do anything to benefit themselves. The owners didn't either. And uh, there's going to be a huge fucking storm in my opinion, coming to baseball. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, what are the, if, I'm not transitioning to gambling, but what are the odds that we have a season? I was supposed to. I was going to save that for last. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. Okay, then 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 I'll let everyone else think in their heads about what what they think the chances that there'll be a season. Dude, there's no season. Um, I don't know. I've already I've already said bye, but I think this is true. I think I think baseball fans in particular realize that 
Major League Baseball and the Players Association by by kind of extending out these negotiations really missed an opportunity to be the only show in town, right? They could have gotten their act together and been playing in empty stadiums, um, you know, probably a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. before the spike had gone back up. Um, and I think people would have would have would have loved them for it, right? It would have been yeah. a, a useful kind of distraction a few weeks ago. Now it seems like it's been mired in these conversations and and really complex uh, legalese about, about contracts and stuff. Did you, did you catch wind of this? Like one of my favorite stories that I think encapsulates how silly the season's going to be is there's all sorts of players who are eligible. If you're making like less than a million bucks, you're eligible to request from your team, or maybe they have to give it to you of an advance on your salary, basically. Right. So you have all these players making $700,000 a year, $800,000 a year because they don't make millions and millions. The team, at the beginning gives them like, you know, 40% of their salary or something okay. like that. Okay. Right? And that this happened before we didn't know we weren't going to have a season. The effect of that is now that we're down to 60 games and this, this pay is prorated, you have players who have already been paid out more than they're scheduled to make over 60 games. You literally have players, handfuls of players in major league baseball who owe their teams money, right? There's a Red Sox pitcher who, they gave him a $275,000 advance and his $60, 60 uh, game prorated pay is going to end up being $212,000 or something like that. It just, it's a, it's a joke. It's a shit show. It's, and at the end of it, it doesn't make a difference, right? It doesn't make a difference. If your team wins this world series, you can't really claim it. Probably if your team doesn't make the playoffs, I don't think you should feel bad. I just, the, the, the realignment makes no sense. I mean, uh, not to be a homer about this, but I'm always going to be look at who you have to play. If you're in the AL East, you have to play the AL East, which is already one of the, if not the best division in baseball anyways. And then you also have to play the Phillies and the Nationals. I mean, it's, it's wild. Um, can, I, can I give you one more little fact? Yeah, that go, I think is go, hilarious. Go, go. There's lots of conversation on you know, Twitter. They're trying to get people excited for the season. Uh, MLB on Twitter was asking fans, like, how many games is your team going to win? over 60 games and people are saying, you know, 58 games, 55 games, 48 games or something like that. If you do the math and I'm, I stole this from Twitter, it wasn't me. A um, hundred, a hundred game, a hundred win season over a normal uh, uh, hundred and eighty two um, uh, games or whatever it is. Is that right? Yeah. 91, 182, whatever it is. Um, if you, if you, if you uh, pair that down to a 60 game season, it's only like 34 wins or something like that. It's nothing. Oh my God. It's not, it means like barely over 500, right? <sighs> so like, frustrating. B- baseball is such a game of inches over, over that many games. Right? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. It's, that, it's, it's, yeah. Sorry. Like, no, you're cool. No, what you're saying is like. I'm trying the, to do that. 100 like, divided by 182 is. 50, that's a 54% win percentage. Yeah, a team like the Rockies could pull this off. Yeah, 32.4 games gets you to 54%. That's <laughs> the best team. And, may, and, and maybe you'll have a team that has more than that. Maybe the, the numbers go up just because, because it's a shorter season and a smaller sample size, the, the, the variance probably goes up substantially. But I don't know. I just don't think people know what to expect. Think about it in terms of pitchers, for example, right? A pitcher over a normal season gets what? If you're, st- if you're healthy the whole year, 28 starts, 29 starts, something like that. Over a 60-game season, you're going to get, like, nine starts. None of it matters, right? None of the data matters. None of the stats are going to matter. None oh, of exactly. How, how are you going to tell if a pitcher's good after nine starts, assuming you're healthy? I wonder why they're doing it. I wonder why they decided to, to try the season. Was it, was it public opinion? Was it – I don't know. Did players actually want to play? I, I, 
This is hey girls, can you be quiet, please? I mean, baseball's popularity has has been has been suffering, and they've managed to make money um, by hook or by crook, I guess. But I think there's a fear, just like after the last strike-shortened season, that you know you're gonna you're gonna end up losing losing more fans. So getting something in maybe means there's not a big blank spot in the in the kind of memory banks of of baseball fans. They I don't know, but, and, and that may have been true had they started a season at the beginning of June, right? Had they gotten their shit together. But I think what they're going to have now is is what's the, the worst possible worlds is you start a season. It's supposed to be 60 games. You got a bunch of players who never play either because they're on the DL or because they've choos- chosen to opt out. And then you play for a week and a half and then a team has COVID ripped through them. And then it's blown dead. Right. That's worse than not having a season. I think. It just goes to show the ignorance of, it goes to show the, relatively unchecked power of the players association and the ignorance of baseball owners, I suppose, because had baseball been able to have these conversations in May, productive conversations in May, when they started conversations, we would have been able to have, I think baseball middle of June, maybe beginning towards the beginning of June, right? In the same way that we're seeing with KBO and all this, we probably would have had at least two good months of baseball without much issue I don't know what the second wave or the continuation of the first wave of COVID looks like and all this, but baseball just couldn't figure it out, right? They just got so – dude, in our notes it said baseball just can't get out of its way, and it's so true. Major Baseball yeah. cannot get the fuck out of its way, and it's so frustrating because there is clearly something there that is not just us, but I, our country as a whole that still loves baseball, right? That nostalgia is still rooted so much in our culture – even for those who don't watch baseball actively like us, people still love the game or there's still kind of a love or an affinity for it, if you will. Right. There's, there, there's something positive. There's a positive affective experience in baseball. Just, this could be it. This really could be it. I mean, fuck. that's uh, yeah. Anyhow, sorry. You counter that. Go no, no. no, 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 it, 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 it makes, it makes total sense. And I think, I think there was a lot of hope that, that baseball could kind of be what it was after nine 11. Yeah. Uh, I'll acknowledge now that there's some problems with that. And Michael Butterworth, um, friend of the show, has, has written extensively about the way that kind of baseball was weaponized in problematic ways to, to kind of reinforce nationalism and patriotism. But it, but it also probably did help, right? It probably did help in healing. A thing can, can, can do more than one, have more than one effect or be, be uh, kind of viewed in different, different ways. Um, but, but I agree, it's, 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 something, it's something of a missed opportunity Instead, I, I think the memory of this is not going to be a, a salvage season, even if they manage to get one in. I think the memory is going to be uh, sort of both sides, Major League Baseball and the Players Association, kind of deliberately misrepresenting each other's demands. Uh, the conversation got really, really muddled. Um, even even for people who, who follow it pretty closely at points, it was it was kind of hard to figure out exactly what it was that that each side wanted. And instead of um, being able to kind of frame itself as this, we want to be a unifying force in the way that you just described, um, you know, some, something along the lines of what happened after 9-11. I think instead you got a lot of people who said, this really just reminds me more of a strike than anything else. It seems almost more like a, a, a work stoppage um, and, and salary negotiations. And again, um, I, don't think, I don't think either side kind of trying to cast the other as the one that was being selfish or materialistic or whatever helped helped kind of the, the overall framing framing of baseball um i don't know there's 
this is this is a, a more meta comment too, and I think it applies not just to sports. See, even goes back to where we started talking about breweries and businesses. I think there's there's way too much emphasis on trying to say how can we take the way things that were, the way things were supposed to be prior to the, the pandemic, and how can we create something that's as close to that as possible? And I think that's just the wrong the wrong core instinct, right? The right Good instinct, point. I think, is to say what can we do now, even if it's not exactly the same, right? I mean, baseball could have could have said, listen, there's no chance we have a season; it's not going to happen. What can we put together that's safe, that's you know, public health informed that's designed to to be good for for fans and maybe something that we can we can design that's in line with the the broader social and cultural and political conversations that all kind of all people are sort of whether whether willfully willingly or not kind of mired in right now right does that make sense this this jumped out of me reading about the nba today adam silver is like, yeah, I don't know if we're going to have a season. I mean, we're going to try and start and have a season. I can't guarantee it's going to happen. And then, like, you know, what about Kyrie Irving? He says he's not going to play because of, you know, Black Lives Matter and, and uh, uh, all this other stuff that's going on. And he was like, well, we're going to paint that on the floor, so don't worry. And I was like, man, that's like the most token thing you can say. Why, yeah. why not think outside the box and say, how can basketball come together to do something that's not an attempt to replace the season that's lost? Let's just recognize it as lost. And let's try, try and do – try and do something different, right? I don't know exactly what that would be, but it seems like a, a pretty broad refusal to, to, and they're making, they're making small concessions, right? They're like, oh, we're going to have a, a mini play in tournament for the eighth seed. Okay. Wait, wait, way to think like just one pubic hair outside of the box. You know, you're spot on, right? All of these leagues, American leagues, but I also think European leagues actually are taking themselves so seriously. They're thinking that sports matter so much more than they do, as opposed to being like a public service right now, which they could be. They want to have this, this, what they believe to be some sort of integrity for their sport and, and, you know, somehow salvage a season where it's going to matter long-term and earn the history books and all that. That's a really good point because it's just not like just toss it out and do a really cool AT tournament right like that people want to watch <laughs> or something like that do something wild do something crazy but no right like that's those early talks about march madness were kind of cool right like let's just yeah. have a 16 team tournament let's just like that would have been fucking awesome it would have been yeah but but now you have way too many this now i say it's, like, it's, you know, it's, an old it's person hard to so europe and korea into these conversations though too because they did it so much they first of all they were dealing with the pandemic sooner than us secondly objectively they did a better job right just yeah. look at the trend lines yeah <laughs> their, their populations did a better job you know distancing and following guidelines and, and 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 everything else and so perhaps they were maybe there was a moment in time when american sports organizations could have said we can still actually salvage a season right and and the bundesliga did that and the epl did that and korean baseball managed to do that right to to, to some effect i think that ship has sailed Right. A 60 game baseball season that has a, a World Series in like December or whatever. That's not salvaging. You've, the season's over. You've lost. It's 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 going to be something else at this point. You might as well lean into that. If you ask me, they missed their boat, too, in terms of uh, attention or potential for attention, because baseball starting end of July, early August. I mean, if there is an NFL season, NFL is going to take all of that attention. I, mean, I really do. Even if it's just training camp. I mean, people are going to want to that so and it, even with the NBA people are gonna watch the NBA over over major major league baseball it's a shame it's a, it's a it's a real shame um 
So I should say too, like I've, I'm pissed about some of this stuff, right? Yeah. The Nuggets have been irrelevant for years, and we're a, a third seed in the the Western Conference, right? I'm pissed off that the NBA season isn't happening. The Avalanche are what, like a two seed in the West or something like that? Like teams that I care about are getting the shaft because of the season. So this is not me just being like, ah, oh, whatever, say la vie. I understand fans who are like, yeah, man, if you're a LeBron fan and you've got kind of this super team in LA, like it'd be interesting to see them play Milwaukee or to see them play Portland or Denver, or, you know, whoever else or Toronto. I mean, all, all sorts of interesting matchups. The NBA playoffs would have been, I think, amazing this year. But that – so I, I just want to acknowledge that while simultaneously saying if you have the NBA playoffs start six months later than they're supposed to, it's not going to make you – you're not going to be happy with the result. Like, no one's going to be happy. Nobody's going to be happy. If, 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 if they manage to crank in an NBA season and LeBron wins a championship, everyone's going to say it doesn't count. Right? And even if your team wins, like, that's going to leave a shitty taste in your mouth. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, even if the Cubs win, it's going to be like, like it doesn't count. Yeah. Like, it's not no, you can't, you, can't, you can't claim that World Series. I don't think. That's no, no, no. no you, it's you it's freaking wild. You can't, my God. Okay, so uh, we got ten more minutes before you have. You've got to go, and I've got to go. Um, are we going to have sports? Oh, goal! West Ham. Oh no way! Wow. They think it's offsides. Chelsea does. They got to call it back. Let's see if there's VAR. There's like a, a bubble machine on the sideline that they had out for introductions. Are you seeing this? That is still running. They're just like pumping children's bubbles at the at the half field line. He wasn't off sides. Uh, what is he trying to signal for? I think this is a two one Chelsea game. That's well, my. I think he's trying to he's trying to say the dude on the ground number thirty hit the ball with his hand. Well, did you see? I was watching the Leicester Everton. Oh no, he totally didn't. That's a goal. Shut up. Sorry. No, Talking to myself. No, I mean, could you could he have moved his hand? I'm not watching the replay yet because I, I can't. I, I don't have enough Wi-Fi bandwidth here to watch uh, all of this, so I've got to wait till, um, till till we're done recording. But um, did you notice this at all? Sorry, I know you're about to say something. I was watching whatever game was I watching before the um, Norwich Arsenal game. Yeah. When 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 Arsenal scored, which happened what four or five times in that game. Um, oh oh shit! Maybe is offsides on the ground. Are they going to call it back? I don't know. It's the guy's on the ground, but he's offsides. This is interesting. No, anytime Arsenal scored, they cut to people who were like watching it on Zoom, fans celebrating in their yeah. in their houses, which I actually thought was pretty rad. That is pretty rad. Yeah, EPL has done a really good job with that. I'm sure uh, uh, NBC has played a role in it too, for sure. But uh, okay, so so question: Are we going to have sports? If you had just, are we going to have baseball in the NBA on August first? Would you say that we're going to have it? Um. Yeah. I think. Oh, on August first. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think. I think the season will probably start. You do. Yeah. I, will they finish? Will Will they have a meaningful place in kind of sports history aside from like a weird? Hey, do you remember that time sports didn't happen? Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, I, I guess I can't even say like with any certainty that they they don't squeeze these seasons in. Maybe maybe they do a really good job and they 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 do contract tracing and they isolate sick people and they manage to get a season. And I, I personally don't think that's going to happen, but I guess it's possible. Will we have the NFL? Man, the, the NFL is a different animal, right? Mm-hmm. They, they seemingly have more money than God and just do whatever they want. So 
Um, Nobody's even talking about it. I mean, Cam Newton's uh, acquisition by the Patriots was the big story this week. Yeah, in the NFL. Did you see the Richard Sherman stuff about that? Maybe that's a different podcast. Didn't watch it. No, talk about it. We're good. I mean, I, I'm, I'm COVIDed out, I think. I'm really interested in watching the rest of this Chelsea match. So um, tell me about what, what did the Sherm stay, say? Oh, he was just really upset that you got uh, – Cam Newton gets signed by the Patriots to – I don't know what his guaranteed money is. It's, it's really, really low. It's just got a bunch of its incentives. And Richard Sherman was all pissed off saying that there's a bunch of, you know, second string and second tier quarterbacks in the NFL that are making, you know, $10 million a year, 11, 12, $13 million a year. And Cam, a former MVP who went to a Super Bowl, right? Didn't the Broncos beat him in the Super Bowl? They did. Yeah. Got, a, got a $1 million contract. I mean, that's, it is, he's, he makes a valid point, right? Given that we're having broader conversations about, you know, kind of, protests in sports and black lives matter and Colin Kaepernick and stuff like that. It is the optics of that, of that contract are a little shitty. Well, uh, what do you think the NFL is going to do with Kaepernick? Do you think there's going to be a formal apology? Do you think like any of that's going to happen? No goal is the decision. Oh my God. That's going to be wow. controversial. The guy's on the ground, but he's kind of in the play. That's a weird one. So there was oh, shit, dude. I, I, I have, I have no idea. I mean, there's definitely sort of the, the winds of change, right? I mean, Adam Silver, I, I sort of joked before about his comment about, you know, painting Black Lives Matter on the floor. I think he's, he, he certainly seems way more receptive um, in the NBA to, the, to players kind of being political and making political statements and using their platform and stuff like that. And I think that's probably indicative of, you know, the NFL has tried to come back and, 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 uh, rewrite history and sort of say, no, we were always down with people kneeling and shit like that, which I don't think was really true, yeah. but probably means now they understand that they need to be pretty pro it. So yeah, maybe something does happen um, with Kaepernick. I don't know. It's going to be weird. I, 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 I don't know. Like he's, he's, he's already a more impactful figure off the football field than he ever was or will be on the football field. So um, I, I, I wonder if you, if you asked him, if you were like, is, is football really the end all for you at this point? Or is it, you know, more about um, kind of being a, a, a leading voice on, on political and social and cultural issues? I think he, I, I'm guessing, totally guessing here that he might say sort of, you know, not that it was a good thing, the shit that went down, but, you know, he's, he's managed it. He's managed it very well. I would be remiss to, to not mention the fact that my Iowa Hawkeyes are a fucking dumpster fire right now. Uh, in terms of all of this, I don't know if you've been following the story, but there's all kinds of Chris Doyle just got fired. The strength and conditioning coach for um, hundred thousand dollars a year. Yeah, I know. That's too much. Uh, it's interesting to see what happened this week. You better run for like 10,000 yards a year. If your strength coach makes $800,000, I worry, well, not worry. Right. But I'm intrigued to see what happens with this Akram Wadley thing, because he's the most recent one to come out and say that the, the, the program, you know, was, was anti, people of color but he's getting no support from anybody uh uh even former players of color right who you know were obviously saying that you know the program has its issues but nobody's supporting akron wadley um and and what happens if if what he says right lacks the credibility that the previous people said does that harm their stories as well i mean we've talked about this a little bit with such, such uh you know the duke rape, rape case and stuff like this and so different animal but um you know there's obviously a certain perspective in this country that that's has way more power than the the rest of those perspectives and, and we just happen to be the people who share that perspective right and so uh, yeah, yeah. uh i'm anxious yeah. to see what happens and what what growth kind of if any comes from it and what, uh, what happened but again i mean if if this is this is the crazy ass thing um 
there's a lot of deflection going on now because there's just bigger things happening in sports. There's a lot bigger things than, you know, what's going on with the Iowa football program and, you know, the things that are going on there, obviously just a kind of microcosm of what's going on across the country. I don't know, man, this is wild fucking times. We're going to be telling our kids about this forever. Just wish it could happen a little faster. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, this is just, what are your, uh, as we close up shop, what's, what's Michigan saying to you and Jill as parents that, uh, they are, they get to prepare for as parents come fall. Nothing. I mean, they, they just released that football thing. I was telling you came out, um, from the governor's office yesterday, the day before, along with 63 other pages of kind of protocol, depending on the, the level of the virus when school starts, but they're saying right now what they anticipate is uh, sixth graders and older will be expected to wear masks all the time. Okay. Uh, and that the younger kids, um, fifth grade and below. There you go. There's your Chelsea going in the hallways. Oh, wow. I was, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was listening to you, but. Oh, and I just, a penalty. Wow. This is yeah. going to be controversial. I mean, did you see the penalty? God damn. No, I didn't. Um, but yeah, so. So you just don't know. So you don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But, 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 I mean, that's if things stay exactly the same. That, that's kind of every every university, every school, every every business. They keep coming out and saying, if nothing changes, this is what we'll do. And you're like, well, something's – the likelihood that it stays exactly the same seems low, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, man. This is, this is just, I'm glad we got to talk because I needed um, an escape from reality, not because of my family, because we've been great here. I know you guys have been good too, but just, you know, to pretend that there's some normalcy in my, in our lives. Yeah, yeah for sure. My kids just said, they write me notes. They write me notes when I'm doing podcast interviews. Can we have a snack? <laughs> yes. Yes or no. <laughs> yes or no. I'm going to say <laughs> two 15 you can there we go <laughs> that's hilarious there, there. Um, yeah i mean we sort of were like lumping in sports today i will say this like i think certain sports are better better equipped to kind of come back right like golf golf has had its issues but you don't need everybody to show up every weekend you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's the problem with baseball that's the problem with basketball you get one team gets sick, they're done. You know, when you're talking about individual sports like golf, the one nice thing is, oh, you you have a you have a COVID test, you you failed it, or, or you were you tested positive. You stay would watch us days. play golf. Like if it, like if we were having a close match, people would watch us play golf. Like you know, no, that. I've true. done it. Like, yeah, like but I would follow but along and watch. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like they're saying, oh, we'll 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 just play the Masters in November, and I'm like, there's no reason you can't do that, right? That's yeah. it. Doesn't need to be in April or whatever, it can still be a tradition unlike any other. It doesn't matter. Oh, if, if most people can show up because they're not sick, that's fine. Let's have a damn tournament. Honestly, golf without all the fans, it's probably better. I bet the players love in this, not being crowded and all that stuff. Having hit the ground, hit the ball off the ground has been trampled on by people all damn day. Oh, I bet they hate it. it because when they hit it in the shit, shit, when they hit it in the shit, it doesn't all of a sudden appear in some really nice lie. Like, oh, <laughs> look at that. Do you know what happened? No, but yeah, I do. And I think that you People can't pick up the ball and way easier to lose a ball head. too. It's like, it's hard to lose a ball when you're hitting in a group of people, but when there's nobody there, uh, you know, you got your, your five, 
minutes to to go find it. I don't know. No one's screaming Baba Booey and you know taking pictures and all that stuff. Baba Booey, that's too funny. Uh, all right, I gotta run. Um, yeah. I know you gotta run, muchacho. It was good to see you. And uh, yeah, nice to see you. Appreciate talking, and uh, we'll probably Pretty have much our, talk about every sports thing we could have talked about. We 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 it's really 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 we'll did. See you in two months. See you in see, two months. See, 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 see what goes after. All right, see you, buddy. Later. Bye. You just got your asses whipped by a bunch of goddamn nerds.